Hello and welcome to episode number 12 of the Crypto with Cash podcast. Um, hello, Cash. Hey, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm a bit disheveled. I think we've skipped a week. So apologies for anyone who was sat at home waiting for last week's podcast. That is technically now. Um, how have you been? All good. All good. Just, you know, looking at the markets at all times, just seeing what's happening. <laughs> 24, so that's all you've been doing since the last first, yeah. You know, it's the first thing I a check. Panic attack, yeah. It's the first thing I check in the morning and last thing I check before going to bed. So, <laughs> um, that's that's endearing. That's good. That's good for crypto cash members. They know you're on the ball. They know you're living yeah, and breathing the, the market. That's all um, times. You look very smart today in your shirt. Thank you. Yeah, um, I bought this recently. Actually, um, it's a muscle fit sort of thing. I've been, I've muscle been, fit. Yeah, I've been. I've started going to the gym again. Um, yeah. I was on a brief hiatus for like a few weeks for Christmas. But, yeah. yeah, and then I started going again, and yeah, it's all good. Well, anyone watching the video can see that I'm not wearing a muscle shirt. And my friend told me <laughs> off the other day for wearing a fleece underneath a hoodie. Apparently, he's supposed to do it the other way around. But, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, yeah, I'm sure people have tuned in for fashion advice. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> thought we could talk about the markets because they, although they've been, they've had a bit of an uptick today. Haven't yeah. They? yeah. Um, you know, I think I feel like we've talked about uh, the downtrend in markets the last few weeks. And, you know, like staying steadfast uh, and kind of the emotional approach to handling that stuff. So I feel like we've covered that. Maybe we can come back to it next week. What I'd like to talk to you about is a bit of crypto drama mm-hmm. um, that you shared a story in the Telegram group the other day. And let me just read the headline of this Reddit thread, which is where I first saw it, I guess, or where I went to look after you said about it. And the the title is Holy Mother of God, Sifu of Wonderland is Michael Patrin, co-founder of Quadriga CX. Uh, Cash, can you just explain in simple terms what is going on? Like, what is Wonderland? What is happening? Why have people lost loads of money? Yeah, so um, guy, it's an interesting one because Wonderland is a project that I feel like, in a way, went viral on uh, on the internet, yeah. especially on TikTok. I remember seeing a lot of videos on TikTok while browsing um, of just people talking about Wonderland because they were, you know, offering huge APY interest on top of your your crypto holdings. So it was like eighty thousand percent, or something. Yeah, it and it would fluctuate. Yeah, I think at one point it went over ninety thousand, which is which is crazy. Mm. And it was working for quite a few months, but then things started unraveling. So essentially, the project always had a an anonymous treasurer. So the way it worked was his name was Ox Sifu, or just Sifu for short. Um, a lot of people in crypto put Ox in front of their names, which is basically. At the start of every Ethereum address, there's an OX. So people just, you know, right. it's like become a tag sort of thing in crypto. So yeah. Sifu, no one really knew who it was, uh, but he was basically managing the treasury, which at one point had over a billion dollars. So they Yeah, which is ideal for, you know, 
you definitely don't want to know the identity of somebody. Yeah, well, you'll be surprised because it's actually, uh, you know, a common theme yeah. you go to have anonymous developers, to have anonymous people running a, a It's project. not, we talked about this before, actually. It's not always a bad thing. It's like, not there are, there can thing. be legitimate reasons for people wanting to stay anonymous. But Exactly, exactly. But in this case, I think it turns out that maybe it was best for the community to know who was heading the uh, treasury yeah. because it turns out that Sifu was actually involved in an exchange that collapsed uh, back in 2019 in which around 160 or 70 million dollars went missing so a lot of investors lost out on a lot of money and it turns out that Sifu uh, was actually involved in this he was the co-founder of that exchange mm. um, again the money has never been you know recovered or no one really knows where the money went. But this, when you read into that story as well, it's got all these kind of crazy details. Like um, there was the guy called Michael Patron or something. Yeah. There's lots of people with different names. So people with several names. Apparently there was one guy that was involved who apparently died, but his body was cremated before anyone could identify it. And he exactly. was kind of the, the full guy, essentially. And then there's another guy who I'm not sure if, this is one of Sifu's aliases, who apparently had uh, cosmetic, you know, plastic that, that surgery. Him, yeah, it was, it was, it was revealed that he had cosmetic surgery and he actually changed his name multiple times. So previously, I think he was called Omar Danania, uh, probably butchering yeah. his name. But then, as you said, he was also called Michael Patron, which is, I think is what his name is now. But he mm. was actually, it, it turns out he was actually convicted for these charges because in the past he also ran this sort of company where they were stealing people's identities and committing fraud and that sort of thing. So he was actually convicted for this and he was... Yeah, so it's not, just his, it's not just hearsay. He's actually been convicted for fraud. Yeah, and, yeah. and apparently he was actually, um, you know, sent back to Canada, which is then after years he got involved in crypto and, you know, got involved in this project. Mm. Danny, who's also another person who's the CEO of, you know, Wonderland and a number of other projects. Yeah, I want to talk about... I want to meme, talk about um, yeah, and the MIM stablecoin. So what happened is he found out about Seafood's past last month, but a lot of people were unhappy because he basically decided to give this individual a second chance of proving himself, even though he's had a long history of, you know, committing crimes and, you know, doing... Um, and doesn't not seem to, have, yeah, it doesn't doesn't seem to have had any repercussions from that exchange fraud. Yeah. If if people are right and the pieces of the puzzle they've put together, you know, he 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 was involved in that as much as they they think. But that so to, just to summarize quickly, like so, Wonderland Time came out, an exciting DeFi project. It's being promoted as like the new way almost like the new DeFi vehicle, like this is how to raise funds, this is how yeah. to sort of, and they're offering a super high interest rate that's going to, that gets loads of people to want to invest into the treasury and then over time that interest rate comes down yeah. and then they were saying that they were going to transition into like a kind of investment mode where they were going to exactly. use the treasury to invest in projects. And it's also worth noting that this was a fork of Olympus DAO, which was yeah. the original project that kind of, I don't know, like pioneered that that style. Essentially, yeah. So Olympus DAO was based on Ethereum. So what Danielle uh, came and done was actually deployed the same sort of thing. They forked the code and deployed it on Avalanche, which is, as we know, offers cheaper and faster transactions. So mm. 
Yeah, and then so the, the that amassed everybody wanting that that high percentage yield put a lot of money in, and we talked about it on the podcast as well. Yeah. You know, like, and I think you, if I remember rightly, you were saying like, it's 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 very high risk, but mm-hmm. you can kind of make back your initial investment quickly, and then yeah. take that out and then let it ride, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, at that time when it was paying out seventy, eighty percent, eighty thousand percent APY, you essentially doubled your investment in around thirty, thirty-one days. So a lot of people, what they would do would uh, was, you know, they were investing with the aim of, you know, perhaps taking out their initial investment after about a month or so. But you know, a lot of times greed gets the most of people, and they just say, okay, let me not take any money out because then I can earn more through this. Mm. Um, I'll be earning essentially double what I was earning a month ago. Um, but yeah, as we've seen, the, the project has basically fallen apart. There are some votes going on within the community at the moment as to whether they should, you know, um, get rid of the whole, you know, return people's funds using the treasury. Uh, they've actually, you know, the community have actually voted to remove Sifu as a treasurer now. Um, but there was another vote about whether they should, you know, stop the project return people's funds using the treasury or whether you know danielle should instead find someone else someone more professional mm. someone with a cleaner background sort of thing there's three there's three things there like one i want to just want to point out like nothing actually happened in terms of the guy stealing money yet it's just his identity got found out the yep. second thing is with the votes and stuff Something I read that I thought was interesting is uh, Danielle or Danny, the guy that's in charge, kind of always talked about it as like a decentralized autonomous organization. Yeah. Then there's lots of examples of him making decisions independently without a vote. And essentially, I think the thing isn't set up as a DAO. Maybe I'm wrong, but like. No, you are right. There there was this sort of um, controversy. maybe a month or so ago where maybe two two or three months ago actually where he decided to sell a bunch of their tokens and go into stable coins this yeah. wasn't you know discussed with the community this was a decision that they made yes it turned out to be a good um decision at the time because the price of avalanche which i think they sold off into um stable coins was higher at the time when they sold it and now it's lower mm. than it was then but still if it is you know propped to be a a DAO, as you said, a decentralized yeah. autonomous organization. That decision wasn't made with the community. It was a decision that Danny and the treasurer made. So, yeah, if it was a proper one, you, he wouldn't have been able to make that decision on his own because you know you you would have yeah. needed, presumably needed a vote to reach a certain kind of threshold to make the make the change. And I guess that, like the the third thing, which I think I wanted to know what you thought is, <laughs> so Danny himself like. He's a large reason that so many people had faith in this crypto project, like yeah, because he's a big name in crypto. I think people identify with him. He's quite a fun character from what I've seen and trust him. You know, like he, <laughs> there was another project he was involved in that you you spoke about uh, called Popsicle Finance. I think where they had I don't know if it was a hack or something, but they refunded community members and stuff. So like, yeah. He had a good track record, kind of. In the, I think he paid. The, he he paid. He, he reimbursed losses through his own personal funds, if I'm not mistaken, if I recall correctly. You know, which which he didn't have to, but he did that to you know to help the community out. And he's mm. he's basically a very well known 
and talented community builder. You know, he's created this whole idea around Frog Nation. You know, his community is called, they're basically called the Frogs. And he's very good at, you know, managing this, this sort of community. There's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people around the world within the Frog Nation, um, which is why a lot of people trust him. And he's he's, he's got a tr good track record so far. He's had very successful projects, you know, Spell, Mim, um, Mim has a market cap of a few billion last I checked. Mm. Um, and it's been able to hold its peg better than a lot of other, you know, stable coins that we've seen pop up in the past. Um, it's just, I feel like uh, a lot of people didn't expect him to give this sort of person a second chance. And funnily enough, given the uh, transparency of blockchain transactions, uh, people have tracked down Sifu's personal wallets. And he's been sending a lot of funds into Tornado Cash like literally within the past few hours. Mm. Uh, Tornado Cash, for those who don't know, is essentially a blockchain tumbler. So you send funds in to obfuscate your transactions and the, and the way people trace transactions. So he's been trying to hide his tracks. It, it's unknown why he's done it, but it's not really a good sign that he is doing that sort of thing. Mm. I guess I've also seen a lot of people asking, so Danny knew... Uh, at least a few months ago, who this guy was, and, he, he, and he revealed. Saying, yeah, he said in an interview that he found out last month, but he decided to give him a second chance. Is that likely? Like, do you like? I mean, do you do you make somebody a treasurer of like seven hundred million dollars without knowing who they are properly? Like, I mean, I mean, retrospect is always twenty twenty. You know, yeah. I think you know. As you were saying, one thing that we can say is I don't think Sifu during the time, I'm not sure of the, all the facts, but I think during the time that he was actually treasurer, he didn't actively do anything malicious while in charge of the treasury. It's mm. just that now that his past has come to light, people are concerned about what he can potentially do, given that he has control of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. And so I guess like founders of the wonderland project yeah danny are they they must be making a profit from the fees yeah are they do they have or they they had a bunch of the initial tokens yeah i think that there's been like certain issues um that community the community have had with like people being paid a certain amount in time tokens or uh, other co tokens i think from the treasury mm. you know what people's wages have been paid you know perhaps Sifu himself and Danny himself have been paid through the treasury. Um, I know that there does seem to be like quite a few conflicts of interest in that sense, because, you know, if they are going to be paid from the treasury and they are going to be paid in time tokens, then there's going to be some selling pressure coming in through that because mm -hmm. they'll, they'll essentially want to sell those tokens into stable coins. Um, but I, I guess also, sorry, I guess also what I'm asking is like, if he is a scammer, which I don't know, his history seems to suggest it. So, like, if he's making millions of dollars, yeah, without needing to, you know, rug pull the entire treasury, yeah, which in itself is, you know, you can't just. It's a lot harder probably to disappear with a billion dollars versus like a few million. So, I just wonder if. <sighs> 
you know that that's the kind of decision making there is just like to keep you know you've set up this thing yeah you tell people like a lot of the messaging that Danny puts out and stuff is like it's for the you know the little guy and you know like we're doing this to like fight back against yeah. you know traditional finance and like and but really like these guys are multi-millionaires you know what I mean like yeah exactly so Danny himself has said previously that you know he he's made it in life you know he's he's made enough mm. money to live on an island for the rest of his life uh but now he's doing it out of the passion that he has for this space you know all these projects all these um collaborations that he's doing is for mm. people within the space who perhaps haven't made it yet um so he's he's made that very clear himself it's just again it just seems like this this decision that he made a month or so ago has really disappointed a lot of people who trusted him. Um, and perhaps it wasn't the best decision to make to put someone who's got a criminal past, especially with mm. hundreds of millions going missing and, you know, a history of being convicted for fraud and things of that nature and putting that person in charge of a treasury years later. I mean, there's probably better people, you know, there's definitely better people out there who don't have that sort of criminal past. Yeah. You can take better... Um, care of that treasury so would you would you invest in another invest or use another um another danny related project um it's a it's a difficult one to say because i feel like danny he he i don't think his intentions were malicious with this he right. as he said you know he he was giving someone a second chance and uh, and as it stands he hasn't you know sifu hasn't harmed the treasury directly you know it's just something mm. that he's done in the past so again I, I don't know whether it's time to give danny a second chance you know it's, it's a situation where you have to see danny's track record so far he's had very successful projects he's recently collaborated with um andre who's worked on phantom and yearn finance they were about yeah. to launch a new project actually last week but i think they delayed the launch due to this whole um situation and then i forgot they brought him into sushi as well did sushi yeah, swap to exactly, kind of manage exactly. that so i guess what was i guess the most optimistic kind of view of his actions are just kind of just acting without proper due diligence and being a bit stupid about it and then and then not being transparent about it immediately probably because he was aware of the impact that this was going to have i mean there's no way way he would have been oblivious to the fact that if he announced you know this he, he yeah, must have known course, when this course, news came yeah. out like um it'd be interesting I, to see what actually happens with the project because a lot of people i think the community are split up as to whether you know the project should be wound down and you know funds returned back to investors or whether they should just have a, a cooling period where nothing happens mm. until they find a new treasurer I'm kind of surprised that that's even a question, but that's, I guess that's maybe just me reading the hype. Because I think, I think there are, it's a matter of, okay, if it is going to be wound down, then a lot of people are going to see an opportunity to buy up the tokens now, because perhaps when they get paid from the treasury, they could make a profit from it. There could be arbitrage opportunities mm. there. I think there were discussions online uh, about, you know, people may try to exploit this situation uh, like that as well. That's why I think, it's going to take some time to to actually see what happens with this project. Um, we'll have to see. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one because it's a developing, you know, issue. Do you know uh, what what time has been trading at now? Presumably, it's still got value. Well, yeah, it's around three hundred, four hundred dollars. 
Right. Last okay. I checked. But at the peak, it was ten thousand dollars. So it's, you know, down over nine. Yeah. So anybody that has invested that high has lost a lot. Um, yeah. What do you think for for the model of? I I don't know what the the kind this kind of model this high percentage yield to amass like a large treasury I that, think, that olympus dow model do you think what do you think that says about, about you know that? what the thing is so time isn't the only you know dow token or a token of this type which is down significantly from its peaks so even olympus dow which is the original mm. which didn't have this sort of controversy um uh, yeah clouding <laughs> over it is down significantly as well but the way these projects work is that a lot of times, even though if the project, if the coin or token drops in value, since you are being paid, you know, such a high interest, mm. then that helps to mitigate your losses. Or sometimes you even break even depending on how much it's dropped. But I think for the vast majority of people who've invested in Time Wonderland, um, they're at a loss at the moment. And yeah. the same applies for maybe um, Olympus Dell, which is down Last I checked, 70, 80%, if not more. Mm. And Olympus Dow, for all intents and purposes, look, looks like a novel kind of project that tried to, has been trying to sort of take a different approach. It's, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it's just the people involved in this one have, have sort of. Yeah. So the way crypto works, exactly. So the way crypto works is that these new narratives pop up. So for a while, all of these sort of. Um, Olympus forks or you know mm. projects that have copied and pasted the the code from Olympus they were you know rallying up to new highs almost on a daily basis but then as soon as like one collapses or the narrative changes um, they will you know sell off in a in a in a big way you know yeah and now they a lot of them are down significantly from their peaks um, yeah because so yeah even though like this it doesn't necessarily say anything about the actual underlying kind of uh, setup of those of these kind of projects. Yeah, yeah it's going to scare people, isn't it? I guess like my um, maybe we have a bit of a shorter episode today. And my I guess my sort of final question is, what do you think people can learn from this? And have you learned anything from it, like in terms of? Uh, yeah, like investing in in which projects to invest in and and trust, I guess, trust in the people yeah. running them, whether it's sort of malicious or just kind of being making stupid decisions. Yeah, I think ultimately it comes down to what I mentioned in the Telegram um, in the Telegram group chat when someone mentioned this project and other similar projects. I think these projects essentially they're very high risk, high reward in a way. You know, if they're worth a punt, you're not they're not really worth, you know, putting vast amounts of money or substantial amounts of money into mm. these projects because you know they're worth a punt in the sense that it could go up significantly, like Dogecoin, for example. But because they're so high risk, as we have seen, there's um a lot of these projects actually fail to launch or fail to actually achieve what they want to do, and they're down 80-90% in it within a month or so. Um so you just gotta tread very carefully when it comes to these high high risk projects don't invest more than you can afford to lose yeah and in regards to trusting you know crypto um certain crypto members i think it comes with down to a matter of you know taking everything with a grain of salt so essentially take you know take everything that they say on board but then admit the things that you don't like and take on board the things that you do like in a way 
um you know humans it, i think we're going to get into philosophy but i feel like yeah. humans are Good. flawed beings you know people make mistakes i think danny in this case has made a mistake and you know unfortunately the community have paid for it so far we'll see how or if he turns a project around mm. but again just just approach these these projects with caution yeah i think for me i like well i think we spoke about this last week or the week before was you know in cryptocurrency you, there's still a lot of human trust there's a lot of trust in people you know running the projects there's yeah. that you're trusting that they say what they're doing um a lot of the projects aren't fully um decentralized like they're reliant on centralized i don't know develop like sources of developers or exactly, like yeah. uh, the you know the equipment running the blockchains and things like this so there are there are these pockets and elements of trust so it's not like the crypto ecosystem it's not trustless because people say yeah. you, okay you don't trust a human being but you trust the code but the person who's written that code is yeah. a human being you know yeah yeah and it's if like they have 22 yeah. in a way so i think that's an important and that's i mean part of your strategy looking at um which cryptos to invest in is looking at the team looking who's involved in partnerships and on you know advising different projects and things like this which is all part of like the the process of doing the research to try and avoid things like this i guess yeah um and the other thing i'd say is you also invest and sort of recommend projects that have a use case and i think yeah here it didn't have a use when i i remember looking at the website and it was just all about that percentage yield and the marketing was very like a lot of crypto projects it's very like flashy and appealing and like bordering on like a meme kind of like you know like a always like has a theme yeah but there was no use case for this or maybe there was but it was quite vague and then the use case changed like we talked about like they decided it was going to be like a an investment DAO or whatever yeah you know, and that was a, a tweet kind of announced. It wasn't even really an announcement from what I saw. It was just like Danny, the guy running it, just tweeting about thinking about doing it. To me, that's not a solid, that's not a project with a solid kind of use case and like a, a utility. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe that's something that is another takeaway, I guess. Like, Yeah. So one of the main things that we focus on when it comes to crypto of cash um, coins and projects that we look into is whether they have a minimum viable product whether they have you know a product that we can use today whether they have the game whether they have a game up and running or whether mm. they have a, a platform where you can uh, buy or sell nfts or lend out your cryptos or you know uh, things of that nature um as you mentioned this project had very limited use cases and it seems like as they they were just coming up with new ideas as time went by as opposed to this is the idea and we're going to work towards it. Um, so, yeah, I agree with your words there as well. Yeah, interesting and dramatic story, though, especially like a guy getting uh, plastic a new face through plastic surgery to a... It sounds a bit like a Bond film or something. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. But, yeah, it sucks. Just to like on a serious note, maybe, it's just it sucks for the people who lost money and hopefully, like, the vast majority didn't put in money they couldn't afford to lose because, like... Is just that mantra that gets bounded about you shouldn't put, you know, you shouldn't invest with money you, you can't afford to lose. But yeah. it's really, really serious, I guess. And you see that when 
like the markets have been down the last couple of months or last month or so and it, people with money in the markets that they couldn't you know they couldn't afford to lose yeah it's so much more difficult to deal with emotionally and practically because you need that money it's your Definitely. bill money you know it's a completely different experience you know like um yeah so maybe that's a bit too serious to finish on <laughs> well, that's true i think it's a valid sort of disclaimer or like warning to give mm. um it's a reminder not to invest more than you can afford to lose um crypto is high is a high risk sort of investment so don't bet the house on it you know mm. as a fun thing to end on maybe if you've got is there any novel new crypto projects that you think are kind of crazy but interesting exciting the next thing to blow up and then uh, um I'll say any projects in particular, but I think NFTs are still, you know, even though the market has been, you know, trending downwards, I know we saw a bit of a bounce today, but even though the markets have been trending downwards, NFT volume has been skyrocketing. I think they hit, hit a new peak today. Even right. They've done billions of vol, uh, billions of dollars of volume within the past month or so, um, beating all other months in the past. Uh, there are some really interesting projects out there. There's this um, guy that I follow. Um, his name is Drifter Shoots. So what he essentially does is there's this thing, there's this theme called, um, there's this, I don't know if you've heard of like um, urban exploration or no. parkouring where people, you know. Oh, jump. yeah, yeah. 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 So there's this thing where people do urban exploration where they climb up like buildings or really old cranes or abandoned buildings. And he basically climbs up really tall buildings in new york city for example and other other cities in america and he takes these most beautiful photos uh from all the way up there um he literally climbs up there with no you know uh with no support yeah i've seen like there's a lot of videos on youtube of people do that and usually they got their faces covered because i think it, yeah you know, like the, it's private property generally and like the yeah so yeah, like, I like it's about insane his, like the heights they go to yeah exactly so what i like about his work is that it's, it's very unique. Uh, the photographs he takes are beautiful too. And the interesting thing about him is actually he was in prison last uh, last year. This time last year he was in prison, but now he's selling his artwork uh, for thousands of dollars, which yeah. is great to see, you know, people, people turning their life around. Um, through he's, he's selling it through NFTs. He's yeah. using NFTs to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess like his photos are very unique, aren't they? Like you're, definitely, you yeah. Climb up I think uh, maybe we can provide a link um, to his, yeah, so people his, can his, check. Uh, art, you know, yeah. in the description. So yeah, don't forget to like, comment. And yeah, subscribe. I was going to say <laughs> while you're down there, clicking on that link. Uh, yeah, if you've got any questions or themes or anything you'd like us to chat about, then yeah, you can leave a comment on YouTube or contact us uh, through the contact details below. And yeah, if you want to like and subscribe. We'll be grateful. I think last episode or the one before got a hundred views. It's not bad. Awesome. I don't know if that's the highest yet. I have to look and then trying to get triple even figures more. soon. Yeah, one thousand views. We might. I might have to get my mum just to sit there and rewatch it <laughs> on different laptops for a few days or something. Um, but yeah, thank you for your time today, Cash. Thank you. And I hope everyone enjoyed listening and we will speak again next week and we won't miss one because I'm not organized.